Hello and welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Oberhuber, and I am your host. Today with me, I have Jenny Donner. Hello. Hi, Wanaka. Yay, it's working. <laughs> so, we have joined here to go deep with the teachings of A Course in Miracles. And Jenny Donner is a woman who has gone through a lot of experiences with the Course and will tell us about how she came to the Course, what it changed in her life, and how she went deeper from there. Uh, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, Anako, for having me. Um, this is beautiful. I hope you can hear me. I did put in my headset. I hear you this time. Perfect. Everything's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I came to the course, in, or it came to me in 2005, when I, uh, I sensed there was something much deeper, that I met someone who... Uh, I could sense she had this experience of being connected to spirit. And I was prompted to ask her for something to read. And she mentioned some spiritual books. And I just said, no, 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 that's not it. I, and then I said, is there something else? And she said, well, there's only A Course in Miracles then. And when she said the, the, the name of the book... I knew that was it. I could feel it intuitively. Mm. That is what I need to read. So I ordered it. And once it came, I just couldn't stop reading it. It was so helpful. It was, it was immensely helpful for me just because I had been praying so much for a higher wisdom um, and for the true spiritual teaching, um, because I was I was had been a Christian, and it just it wasn't enough. So here, uh, Course in Miracles just came in with all the answers. Um, so at that time, I, I I was studying to become a psychologist, but when the course came in, I just I just studied the course. I read it day and night. <laughs> I basically ate and slept with the course <laughs> day in and day out and uh, the psychology studies came on the back burner for me <laughs> at that time <laughs> <laughs> because the course was just the real psychology it was just answering so deeply all the questions that I had it was yeah I cried out of appreciation and gratitude that that the answers had come and that I was ready to receive them. Mm, yes. Mm. That's very good. Yeah, <laughs> I also have the feeling that the course is, um, is the deep psychology. Yeah. And it, and it actually undoes a lot of these, um, how do you call it, discrepancies that you feel when you... Um, look at psychology from yes various perspectives that are offered yeah yeah i choose psychology because i wanted to understand the mind and go deeper and but i was surprised at how surface what a surface level um of knowledge and teaching was there there wasn't even it wasn't even touching on 
our mind and the, and and the depths of the mind and how it works. It was just I don't know. It's just it's just not on that level. <laughs> so yeah. So the course, yeah. The the course offered you the ahas that you didn't find when reading psychological papers and books. Yeah, yeah. I did finish my my first year of the program. The psychology program is like four, I think four years long, four or five. But so after the first year, I dropped out of it in a guided way. Um, So that yeah, then my big transformational um, experience began after I quit everything, basically. I don't know if you want me to dive into that experience too. I think it would be nice to know what, how the course impacted your life and where you were at and what it did and what you did with, with what was offered you from spirit. Yeah. So after only having read it for about half a year, I got so inspired to explore who else is, who else knows about this book because it was just me and the book for all those months. And then I realized I just want to, I wanted to find other people who had experienced A Course in Miracles. So I put it in my browser and, um, I, I lived in Sweden, and so I searched for Swedish uh, companions or Swedish people who, who were into Course in Miracles, and I didn't find a Swede. <laughs> I found a, an American named David Hoffmeister, and the, what came up was, the first thing that came up online as I searched was a picture of David Hoffmeister and the message saying, David Hoffmeister is coming to Sweden in July. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just amazing. And it was, it was so clear saying to me, you, you're going to go and see him. And, you know, let's, let's not waste time. You know, bring, we bring you a very clear teacher right off the bat. You don't need, a, you know, you don't need friends. You don't need, a, you need a good teacher. So, so I went to the meeting with David and I had a very profound experience just listening to him. I wasn't used to listen to English speakers or anything. So, and especially not spiritual teachers. So I wasn't, I didn't fully understand all the thing he was saying, uh, but there was part of me that, that did understand experientially. And I had this profound spiritual recognition uh, of the light, of the light through him and the clarity through him. So, um, so I just said, I'm in fully spirit guide me. And, and so after listening to David for a couple of hours, I was feeling like I had received the answers that I came for. And this was a whole weekend retreat. And, and I, I said to organize, I'm gonna, I'm guided to go home now. And she said, no, no, that's not guided. That's the ego. <laughs> she said. So, so I got confused because I was new to the course, and I and she was a twenty-year um, student of the course. So I listened to her, and I tried to stay, but I felt very confused. And 
the next day I got a chance to ask David directly what about guidance. And uh, I told him that the woman said I should stay. And David said immediately, no, should. It doesn't belong in guidance. Should is a word you should never use. <laughs> so yes, I said, that's a yeah. very important topic, guidance. I, yeah. I was actually guided in, in talking about it in, a, in an episode. So, uh-huh. so it's worth worth talking about <laughs> yeah actually i would love to go in deeper into that in in the in what he actually said to me with should that should and guidance don't go together um yes, that's very very good topic yes. yeah 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 but anyway to to finish the story um so i did go home then <laughs> after he had confirmed that that it wasn't the guidance that I had felt. But I was so excited around having talked to him. And, and so even though I went home, so the next morning was the last day of the retreat. So I, and I was so drawn to go back. So I drove all the way back an hour and a half um, to see him again. <laughs> and um, yeah, I had another profound session where he invited me and everyone else to the peace house in the United States, which felt amazing. And I, I told him afterwards, I, I think I would like to come to the peace house. And he said, yeah, yeah, stay open, let's stay in contact. Then I went home, I was single mother. I was still in the psychology program. Although after this experience, I, I just wanted to go full time with, with the Holy Spirit. I wanted to, I didn't want to confuse my mind anymore with surface university experiences and teachings that weren't true. So at the first lecture of that semester, it was the fall of 2006, I went to the university and um, it was a social psychologist there speaking and they spoke about people who walk another path than the conventional and he walked about he talked about people who walk in the flower beds rather than on the beaten path mm-hmm. and and how they succeed they can succeed and he talked so beautifully and through the whole lecture my heart just was pounding and and i felt that he was talking about me and i felt it was about me leaving the university and leaving behind you know, the conventional, um, what you should do to create a life, to have a career, to sustain yourself, to have a living and have an identity, have something that you can offer and be helpful with, you know, being a psychologist. And so uh, leaving all, I was called to leave all that. And this was the time and so at the end of that lecture, I stood up and told the professor and the whole class that this is the last time I'm here. I'm one of those people who walk in the flower beds. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, so there was, and, the, and it, it, there was a deep fear that gripped me of, from kind of, I felt like I wasn't just saying goodbye to the university and the education and all of that. I was saying goodbye to to the world the way 
the way you know we are taught to live in the world yes i was yeah yeah um i i was led to share about that too yeah it's a beautiful topic of how how we are become the stable place the world comes to rather than the other way around yes yeah because we we start to feel and experience we are mind and the world is in us the world does come to us yes to be released kind of you know or we release our own beliefs through handing over the world as we perceive it yeah, we, we become aware of of our nature as of our nature being love, and therefore yeah. we can allow these things to to love. Yes, that's it. And I'm drinking drinking from a cup that is has a course quote on it. It says, "Teach only love, for that is what you are." <laughs> yes, it's a very very profound teaching yeah (laughs) yeah and the fun thing is it's not demanding that you be perfect because you already are exactly (laughs) we can perfect ourselves and we don't have to (laughs) exactly yeah 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 we just need to find and remove the, the obstacles to it in the experience so yeah so after that day at the university, when I said goodbye to everything of the world, symbolically and specifically to the psycho- psychology program, I went home and I didn't have any other plans, of course. So, so I didn't know what to do other than read the course, sit on my floor and pray and meditate. And I took long walks and talk to spirit and for three months this went on and I said no to I said no to the world I said no to people who wanted to connect with me and to family and and I I just did what I needed to do I, I was a mother I had my my nine-year-old son and taking care of him and but he was at the age he was he, he loved being with his friends and he was loved being with his dad we were divorced and so so it gave me a lot of time to be with God and to go deeper. And I did go deeper. I had lots of mystical experiences at the time, like expansive experiences. But constantly I had this prayer of show me something greater. Show me where I'm supposed to be. Show me who I'm supposed to be with. And there was a deep call to find mighty companions the course talks about the mighty companions and yes i had this sense that there was a light where i I was kind of my prayer was like a light beam (laughs) stretching out from me and i was hoping they would see it something like that was going on Mm -hmm. okay you know and yeah yeah and then in in november that year um I received an invite, not through A Course in Miracles, but through Transcendental Meditation to go to Fairfield, Iowa for a year and do TMCD for eight hours a day. And so I had been on the TM path for a while. So 
which had kind of led me to the course, but I was still very much drawn to meditation. And, and when I received that invitation, I thought, this is going to be completely healing and enlightening to go and meditate for a year, for eight hours a day. So I, I wanted to say yes to that. But, but being a mother and having that responsibility, that was just kind of, that was off the table. That felt like the trickiest thing, you know. To, so so I, I dropped that idea. Um, I, it was so strong. It was the only thing I wanted to do, but I felt like I had to drop that idea. But um, the spirit had other plans for me. So I, when I dropped that idea, I felt so lost and so in the void in the unknown and um I just sat down on my bed in my house and was feeling like there is nothing um I was depressed probably I felt there is nothing nothing to do and (laughs) but sitting there for a few hours um there was a presence that suddenly came into my room, into my being, into my experience. And the presence um, appeared. There were two light beings appearing, two angel beings that appeared. And they they were in my room, although they were bigger than my house. They were huge. And they were full, filled, filled with love. Their whole being, their whole presence was love. And, and they answered all my questions through a very, very, very smooth communication, communion. It wasn't with words. It was higher and more clear and more real than the way we communicate in the world. It was direct. And they answered all my questions one by one. And then they said, now let us tell you why we are here. You're going to go on a journey. And we are so grateful they said and those light beings it was profound because they were my parents in their higher self they were my parents mm-hmm. in a tr- in a in truth i recognized them wow yeah and then after they were gone i was so happy i was so strong and elated and clear and i felt that I knew what I needed to do. There is one thing I needed to do and nothing would stop me now. I was going to go to Fairfield, Iowa, to the Transcendental Meditation Center. My son was going to move to his dad. And, 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 so, and, and I, I got so clear that I had to follow my, my path to, to heal my mind and there was no responsibility of the world that was more important than that. And I saw that. I learned that just because those light beings were my parents' true selves. Because the Course in Miracles teaches us that we don't see who our brother is. We don't. We see, and the Bible says it too, we see through a darkened glass. We, our projection uh, show us a world, a perceptual world that isn't, true it's completely built from our beliefs so i i realized that 
the, the parents I lived with in my world, the parents I grew up with, were not um, the same as those light beings. The perception I had of my parents was so distorted that I didn't know who they are. So I needed to go on a spiritual journey to go within, to release all my beliefs, to see all my beliefs and learn who I am and who, who everyone really is. So it was so obvious, even the responsibility of being a mother couldn't hold me back and wasn't supposed to hold me back because even that is a concept and a role that is way too small. That is also like the relationship with my own parents is the same as the relationship with my own son, the same as all special relationships in the world. And when we come to this point of looking at all our beliefs and all the concepts that we've been clinging to, when we are ready to let go of the roles and become truly helpful, you know, the path will open. And, and so it did for me. And my son was taken care of, um, which was beautiful to know. And it was healing for me to let let his dad take care of him, <laughs> to not think I'm the best one in the world to take care of him, but to give that trust to someone else. Um, yeah, so, th- so that was very, very deep and very powerful step. And then I was brought onto this journey that just went deeper and deeper and deeper. I went to Fairfield, Iowa, to the Transcendental Meditation Center, but I was only there for three weeks and I was then clearly guided to leave and go to the Peace House in Cincinnati where David Hoffmeister was and start to collaborate with him on a very deep way that started a healing process that would undo my ego, my ego belief system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that's a very um, controversial decision when one comes to the way one usually views things. So, yeah, you, you made a step that most would, most thought systems that we're used to, the ego thought system would view as very un- irresponsible at times, right? Yeah, yes. And, and I was told that by many people, how irresponsible I was and egoic. And things like that. Yeah, well, yeah, that would be called egoic. From, yeah. From another stand, from that standpoint. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah. Let's, let's let's look a little deeper. You've been talking about how you were uh, leaving the world as you knew it, right? You were. You saw the world, you said you needed to leave the world, and you named the university, your family situation that you left, yeah, and so on. And the question is that I would like to ask is, as we were saying, bringing the world to love, right? Yeah. How how does that work um, in terms of all of this? Because we, many people who are are into spiritual paths may be afraid of um, losing their way or mm-hmm. um, losing touch with what they feel is reality. 
and and the question is what is is reality according to a course of miracles I, maybe you have would mm. like to speak about that <laughs> yeah yeah reality has nothing to do with this world and and that is the most fearful step we will take is to to go into the unknown is to to leave behind the known the the, the seeming known the perceptual and the familiar but so of course miracles says that at no single instant does the body exist at all or the world so it's remembered or anticipated so we actually build the world from our past experiences and memories moment to moment we cling to it out of a fear and there's a, a ring of fear in the mind um that is uh, actually a ring of fear around this whole world. So, which, yeah, I had another experience a week and a half ago where I saw the ring of fear um, in my mind. And, um, and so, yeah, so, so, so I, let's see what, what thread I shall um, go with here, but, so I know I know that fear of of leaving the world and and I feel like we are given these gentle very gentle steps in this so for me it seemed to be a big step to leave behind the life I had in Sweden and the family and and even my son um but I was ready for that step and most people are not ready to take such a big step at once, you know, like I did. Um, but then there are smaller steps of handing over our relationships. And only the helpful relationships will stay. Only the helpful situations will stay. And with helpful, I mean helpful for our awakening, helpful for our deepening and our healing. Like when we willingly start a spiritual path and connect with spirit or God or love or whatever we call it, or our higher self or higher power. Um, we, we, they, this weeding process will start, but what's not supporting that will fall away. And if we have a lot of fear, we may try to cling to it and, and hold on to it and we'll experience some difficulties. So I would say that, the more we let go, the more willing we are to not hold on, um, the more safe we feel, actually, and the more, yeah. Yeah, um, maybe maybe some listeners would like to know about this, the question of this letting go or, or letting fall, right, doesn't necessarily entail any specific changes in the dream in the world right exactly so that's what yeah so so that can be guided changes but most of the time no it's 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 a letting go of of the hook in the mind of the um hold like there can be this hold in relationships out of fear of loss or this control behavior you know yeah, because the way you were 
um, speaking about it, you know, people might have a feeling they have to give up what they're living now. While I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's, it's a, a letting go of the way we um, perceive it, the way we understand it, the what we think it is. And not necess- it doesn't always mean changes in your lifestyle. Yes. It, it, can cha- it will change at, um, your experience, though. Yes, exactly. It will. And so your, your example is one where very big changes in your lifestyle or with whom you were or um, supposedly outer things were changing very rapidly, right? Yes. In your life. Mm-hmm. But and it's rare. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's sort of like I'm saying we can, we can relax about that. It's, you will know if that's the way for you. And if it's not, um, you will know which way is yours. Yeah. You will be guided very specifically. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And we can all just allow ourselves to follow our heart in this. Yes. Yeah. So it is, you know, because if um, if we get afraid of allowing ourselves to see who we are, we are actually getting in the way of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so the it's it's you know who you may are is not dependent on outer circumstances. So your the your life or your experiences are are a metaphor metaphor more or less of how you needed to experience it right in order to go deeper yeah yeah I see this that was how I choose to play it out so to speak and for me it was idea even to that the light beings were um, represent or they were my parents in truth was very very helpful yes Um, indeed yeah yeah, you must have you must have felt very um, welcomed, very loved, without any conditions attached yeah. to it, yeah. without strings attached. Yeah, so you completely. actually could perceive yourself as as a, a person who actually can experience that, who actually can see that as as their own nature, right? To well, love. yeah, yeah, that is it, and I, yeah, I've been told I felt that the call is for me to love uh, I feel I feel we have different functions and um, but yeah this love that I've been shown that I am although after that experience I still had you know it was like a glimpse of the truth and I had to it was like I had to go through the depths of the ego like I had to let the darkness come up and see what I am not Yes, that's a very important point. Yeah. Uh, we, I would love you to speak about that a little more because that's that's exactly what I think we all go through when we get these glimpses and we have to, and then the next step is to allow that to 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 work its path through yeah. whatever we have been believing to be true because yeah. we just got a glimpse of what actually is true. Yeah, yeah. One of the my functions here, I feel, is to let people know that it is. So, so I felt that it is safe to go through the darkness. That's 
what I was going to yes, say. Because because I, I, I the the glimpse of the truth, the power of the truth, the stability of the truth is enormous. I, the truth is true, which means nothing can affect it. It is so yes. wonderful. It's undescribable. And it is what we are. And but so so for me feeling that experiencing that gave gave me the strength and the conviction that there is no piece of darkness that is too dark for me to face i have to i want to face it i and i have so much trust in the light in the spirit the spirit gave me um so such a profound you know or yeah, the experience gave me this wisdom of who I am and that trust that I invited the darkness to come up to awareness. Um, and and there was nothing that I didn't want to face. So I encourage everyone I meet to to dare to go through the darkness because it is, it is dark. I mean, Indeed, this whole world is depressed. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> depression and the fear and loneliness it's strong it's very strong things to go through but these are the things we have to go through to see yeah, that they were face, yeah. yeah even facing the fact that we are we are allowed um it's um what i was saying is the face the dark is something that we have been cultivating with, by listening to the ego voice mm -hmm. and to face that, that's what we need to face mm -hmm. so that we can change our mind about it. Exactly. And, and, and so that, that's something I think would be important to hear how you did that. How did you change your mind when you, you got all these um, attack thoughts that you then probably realized were coming from your own listening to the ego thought system yeah so you know we don't fully, I, we don't fully understand that it comes from our own ego thought system that is the metaphysical truth and that is correct but when we're in it we don't understand that we do experience it as if it comes at us from the outside that's like the nature of fear is like it's projected it comes you know I mean, we feel it within, but the feeling is that something is so fearful, like the world is fearful, or our own self, you know. <laughs> Actually, it's our own self-concept that is the scariest place to be, it, because that is the representation that we are disconnected from our source. So so, so in my in my own experience was like I felt so much trust when I came to 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 David Hoffmeister I felt so much trust in the spirit that I recognized in him um, that I invited the darkness up to awareness so after having been there for a while the darkness came up and I had been in a very very high place of the light and the strength and the clarity of the spirit for a while but then the darkness started to come up because I had invited it and and yeah that was um, that was scary I got very very scared 
and I wanted to become a little uh, mouse hiding in a corner. <laughs> um, and I wanted to try to run back to the past or run somewhere. I didn't feel like there was anywhere where I could run and hide. But I did run back to hide back in Sweden and back to the past. And that didn't work so well. Um, but so I had a very scary period of time when I just, um, I was just uh, kind of, I was feeling very lost, like as if I had lost myself somehow. Um, a psychic once told me, never lose the sense of self, never lose your self-concept, she said to me. And I felt like I had done exactly that. Like I had lost the sense of who I am. And, and I was lost in the dark somehow. And I didn't know what to do. And I was so fearful. Um, so that went on for, for, for months, for many months. Um, before I was ready to start to come out of that place and uh, start to connect with Course in Miracles students again in Sweden and and then step by step with David Hoffmeister again too the the one who had given me so much clarity and support but where also my fear came up and I had to I ran away from from him um, but I when I was ready I came back to um, to travel with him and to live with him. And I, I never again left until I was, <laughs> until, yeah, I have never, I, I haven't left the true connection with him, but I've gone through 13 years of training, I would say, until last year when I was ready to um, step out of even that ministry. So, yeah, that, yeah. that's a, that's a very good description of it, right? So the trust came up and in, in, yeah. your, in your metaphor, it, it was showing up as people that you trusted, right? Yeah. I mean, one. Yeah. To allow yourself to, to let this all come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that's often how it works. Somebody who has gone ahead of us, who, who has gone deeper spiritually can be, they can be like a, a way shower that we we are drawn to, and, and that uh, if we are able to trust, if we feel the trust with them, that can take us really far. Because just trusting the abstract spirit, oh God, um, that's beautiful too, and we can do that too. But to have a person, to have somebody that we can talk to and be around and share our fears with, and ask our questions, that is such a speed up. For me, that was immensely helpful. And now I see how that, I, through the years, I've been that for many people, myself. Yeah. It certainly is, this developing trust is so important. And whatever shows up to help you is always wonderful, right? Yeah. Whether it's in form of people, or circumstances or your own thoughts 
or the what, yeah. what or what spirit is giving to you in order yeah. to do that because it's, yeah. it's obvious that it's that a course in miracles wants us to engage with people yeah at, at least <laughs> the way obvious. it's it's taught in that way at least yes yeah. and that took a while for me to find out <laughs> I studied the course for years before I realized that he talks about other people all the time in the course. Every yes. page. Every how page. you see other people. Yeah, what is your perception? Exactly. Yeah. So it's all about getting along with people and even the the reason the course came to Helen was about that. Because they yeah. wanted to find another way to engage with colleagues yeah. at work. Exactly. So, so actually the whole course is the answer to that question. How do we engage in the world from, uh, from another way, in another way? Yeah, yeah. And for me, it's even, I think, I feel the course is mystical for me. Like, it is, it's not really about learning to engage with others, but it's about learning that I am not a person. I'm not a person that needs to engage with other persons. It teaches me that I am spirit. Spirit is my true identity. Yes. And it's, in it's... that I will I will know I will know the other as myself. Like it's mystical on that level. Yes, there's many many parts of it, but the thing is that it comes to us as as people who are living lives even if that's not life itself right life is is the uh, the level of spirit that which we actually are it still comes to people who are in full bloom of believing that what they the the body the world is real and is significant therefore this this reinterpretation that is offered is is what which what allows us to wake up yes and so that's actually a full engagement without engaging as an um as a separate person in that sense but actually disengaging from being a separate person yeah. but engaging with being at one with. Yeah, it's an invitation to see everything as thoughts, as our own thoughts, yes. Yes. represented, yeah. So the, the, all aspects are, are covered in my, in my way of understanding. Mm. The mystical, the, the everyday life, the, yeah, all lifestyles are able to be lived um, with the reinterpretation of spirit because all yeah. of, there's so many functions and everyone has a function and it's not can be replaced by anyone else. It's there for you. Yeah. You're safe yeah. in it. You're safe mm-hmm. with your function. Yeah, that was one of the things I learned um, from, uh, yeah, early on was that my function, 
my function, the courses, my function, my happiness are one. Exactly, yes. So, because often we are hooked on to thinking we have a special function to do something. Like we need to become something or we need to find our special function and it is something, yes. you know. And But I feel we can relax a bit with it and, and know that our happiness is our function and our happiness we find through forgiveness of yes. our beliefs. So our function is happening in every moment. Our function is available in every moment where we can, you know, forgive the littleness that we feel or forgive the doubts that we feel or forgive the anger that we feel or the limitation or or the grandiosity or you know whatever we you know where however we see ourselves and others in the moment that's where we find our function because we need to forgive that it's a block to who to who we truly are to to beingness Yes, and that forgiveness actually is is an um, how do I put it? From this forgiveness, action is born, rather than from from action, forgiveness becomes necessary. No, forgiveness engenders action. That things that appear like acting in the world. Right, it can, yeah, yeah. And and in the process, we are fulfilling our function. Yeah, yeah. And it's all for our awakening, for our good. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're taken care of. We are taken care of by the we spirit. We are taken care of, yes. The divine providence that is caring for us all in this world. We we have many other beliefs, but we are taken care of. I hear to say that clearly, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Maybe you would like mm-hmm. to give some examples from your life how divine providence works in in connection with the understanding that is gained by yeah. by by knowing that we know nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's easy to talk about it in terms of money and possessions, and I, so I'll do that. I, I didn't have a lot of money um, when I left Sweden. Even I was very poor. I didn't have. I don't know if I even had money for my ticket to go to America. So I went in complete trust. And um, ever since then, I have only worked in the world for a few months like the year after you know when I came back so um, so I've experienced that trusting the spirit and following guidance have been what has been sustaining me and it has um, yeah it, it inspires like what I need to be to come to me through um, through other people sometimes or through, I don't know how spirit does it, but it is inspiring the means to come 
you know, to tempt me. And, and last year I experienced it in a, in a great way because I was guided to leave the ministry behind and um, leave my marriage and just go out in trust that, um, and in this experience of extending, of being available for spirit. So, so I, I, I left uh, in August last year and I have been um, guided to hold retreats and gatherings and stay with people and go. I think the main thing is I've been guided to go deep with people, to join with people, to join in mind so deeply that there is healing happening. Um and I didn't really know what it was going to look like, but I have, I have never felt as cared for and as safe as when I left everything behind. Like, mm-hmm. I literally felt the safety and the care of the spirit. Not, not even in a form. Not because I was given a place to stay or food, or, but just simply. In spirit, in the moment, I felt, you know, the care and the safety. Um, So it was like, kind of, it was, yeah, it came with me. But then there have been moments of, of some doubt where I thought, oh, will I have somewhere to stay? Will I have somewhere to go? And that has just deepened my trust in the spirit and my prayer life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, some so many people probably will be called to go deeper in the jobs that they have or yeah. the lives that they have. Yeah. So they yeah, that is so that's that's also a path that I think spirit is guiding people in. Yeah, yeah. I feel it's a great opportunity to do that because often it, it doesn't feel fulfilling or um because we are you know con- there's such a habit of being on the timeline of living for the future and making money to get something in the future but if we stop and pause and use our job or our relationship that we have right now and to see how can i go deeper with it how can i hand over my anger and my blocks and my you know, whatever emotions are there in the relationships to see who I truly am and who they truly are and and how can I be used by the spirit in my job, in my situation. Um, if we start to live that way, yeah, then we will have a much richer experience of our lives. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 Start to, to grow, right? To shine. Yeah take on a sparkle yeah yeah one might say (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 and then it will yeah for some people it comes at points when it feels maximized or when things change even it can seem like things start to change in life and i think especially now in the world there is so there is like a big swirl happening like as if a big pot is being stirred 
right now spiritually and emotionally and in people's lives there is such turmoil <laughs> happening and things are dropping away and things are shifting and just for people to know to not be afraid of the changes but yeah. to, to 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 trust and to it's also the experience I had last week um, when I saw I said in the beginning I, I saw the ring of fear I actually had an out of body experience that lasted for a long for hours um, during an evening and a day and I saw there that there is a fear of not being identified as personality as a, as a person and um, and I realized that because I, I touched upon the fear, I ha- I didn't feel deeply the fear. Like I feel like I have such I have a strong connection with the spirit and and who I am. So I felt quite safe to not be identified in in the concept of a, a form and place. Um, but I I felt the message that I wanted to share that. It is, it can, the fear can come up for people, even at the point of death, leaving the body behind. There can be this state of fear, but the message that I felt to share was that you can move from stages, you can move from the state of fear into a more loving stage. Like even after you left the body, you can move to a higher place so to speak so that was that was an experience I had so what you're saying is one can relax into what is yes so um, your life is is one of a lot of um, apparently dramatical changes in the outside right or whatever one would call outside even though there is no outside exactly yeah but the the message of A Course in Miracles is very clear that it's very gentle. So, yeah. so no matter how dramatic it may appear, this this story you are telling us of how you've went through these transitions, right? I, yeah. I think it's important to make it clear that this is a gentle journey. Yeah. It, yeah, it is very gentle. and And so my... So my journey may look dramatic and like quick changes and many changes. But for me, in my experience, it has been so gentle and it couldn't have been gentler. And it wouldn't have been gentler if if it had gone slower, really. Um, yeah, so for it's me, gentleness is not necessarily yeah. a, a slow, um, meaning that it has to be slow or faster. It has nothing to do with the pace of, life right or changes in life exactly it's more like it's perfect for where we are at so so there is a beautiful line in the course where jesus talks about how um you wouldn't wake up children that have a nightmare you wouldn't shake them or you know wake them up abruptly it would be a gentle awakening from the nightmare where the parent is like gently reassuring the child that it is safe and you know, we are together. And so that's, yeah, because if you shake the child and show them reality, like you, 
that would be too scary. So it would, you know, we would come into some kind of limbo place, I think. So, yeah. So I, I would, I, I think, I think it's important to make it clear how, how calming, how gentle, and how relaxing, and how inspiring this guidance is by Holy Spirit. Yeah. Or, or the parent, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever metaphor fits for us. Yeah. Yes, how safe to follow it. And yes, how, how safe it is, exactly. Because not, it's the not following the guidance that is fearful, that makes us feel lost. Exactly. So by following the guidance, and, and we, are all, we all actually have access to guidance, and, and many people doubt guidance, but it is this inspiration from inside, and, and often it is, you know, can be challenging. It can be, we can be inspired to something that we feel is out of the box, but but to trust and to try it out, I would, I often encourage people to try it out because you will see if it works, and the more you try, the more safe you will feel that. It does work, and yeah, you you will yeah. find out that it was true guidance by how safe it was. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it wasn't true guidance, it, it wouldn't be safe. Exactly, and you can't safe. go wrong. You yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't get the conclusion it was safe to follow this guidance. That's it. Yeah. So you and, may and you have can't the, go wrong. You may have this initial um, resistance, right? But when you do it. It always turns out safe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that, that's what's so important to realize that it's it's actually a very gentle, calming, safe, and as yeah. you say, perfect step by step guidance for yeah. your own uh, yeah place or or time or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and it only leads us, the purpose for guidance is to lead us to the relationship with the Spirit, to lead us to the relationship with who we truly are, to the light, and that we feel this connection. It's not really about a form outcome, no, being in the right place, because that it can be scary to try to figure out if this or that is right, you know, but... but Guidance is specific, and it will lead us to places and people and events. But it is the purpose for it is the relationship with with God or you know with the truth. So yes, it gives you back your own will. Yeah, it's true. A will that you have been ignoring that is mm-hmm. your own will. So it's actually giving you back what it already is yours. Yeah. So you will yeah, recognize I, it as as your own. Yeah. Maybe at the beginning, when you get these glimpses, you may think it's not you, because that's what the ego will tell you. The yeah. ego thought system, the thought of separation, because you have to be separate from something so wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. But, but the truth is, you are that. Mm-hmm. You are that wonderfulness. Yeah. That, is, that is absolutely okay to be that wonderfulness and still be processing all these um, misinterpretations that are fearful. Yeah, 
well, yeah. I mean, the the outcome of processing it all is the wonderfulness. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 We will know ourselves. The outcome is certain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stated in the manual for teachers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recently watched The Matrix and uh, again, and Neo, when he meets the Oracle and she's like giving him time to tell her who he is, that he is the one. But he's like in the state of kind of asking her, asking somebody outside of him, you know, about it. Um, and she's like, hmm, sorry, kid. It seems like you're waiting for something. Yeah. But it's our own inner um, job, so to speak, to realize who we are. And nobody yeah. outside can. Yeah, that, that's an important point because today um, Yeshua, or was it yesterday, had me post about imagination and truth. Mm. The question is, imagination and truth the same? Mm. And, and obviously, fantasy is not the same as imagination. And so imagination is limitless, and so is truth. So imagination and truth Truth often appears as imagination in this um, dream world we have projected. I would actually tweak that a little bit. I would say truth can use imagination. Like imagination, it's an interesting word, like image in. <laughs> image in, like it's still... Uh, the perceptual realm where we project and perceive and but I would say the truth is beyond that the truth is abstract but it can use the imagination it, it does it has to use it to reach us so it can seem like that is the truth but it is actually just a vehicle for the truth to reach us and bring us higher away from imagination that's um, how I would describe it I don't yeah. haven't read the post you're talking about but yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I think it's, it's like truth and imagination are one in the sense that we recognize truth when we allow the limitlessness of imagination to inspire us. Because yeah. truth is limitless, and therefore that's a reflection of truth. It's actually um, helping us along the way yeah yeah spirit has taught me to just stick to the spirit like if I stick to the spirit if I um, stay with with the inner connection with the Holy Spirit and the guidance that will take me anywhere I need yeah. To be, yeah. yeah. The, the, like, like we know from from before, we have accepted this experience as as true, right? We would we would often criticize this as fantasy, as impossible, or you can't have it all. Mm. It's mm. not. It's not yours. 
well, imagination says you can have it all. And that's the voice of spirit saying mm-hmm. you can have it all because you already have all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, for, for me, in, in 2006, when I had this this calling to go to America, people said, you're, you're crazy. What, what are you thinking? Yes. And um, while I, I just... Yeah, when when I had that confirmation from the angels, I I knew I had to follow it. Um, yeah. yeah. And then many people would say, "Oh, these angels were were they visible to everyone? Could someone else see it, or is that real? Or how do you know that that's correct?" Right. Mm, yeah, and that's where the mystical, metaphysical teaching comes in now, because the experience I had was more real than than this world and people who have had profound near-death experiences know what I talk about like yes. so but people in the world that think what they see and touch is reality you know they don't understand it well, from well, that when they, perspective they, I think everyone has had glimpses um, mm. whether they have denied them or not is another matter because we yeah, are always yeah. offered the full, full house, or however you want to, the whole full treasure house at all times is available to us. Yeah. So, so the these experiences where we know it's truer than anything else we've described as true or thought was truer um, than describing as reality, right? It's it's reality, right? The reality of this experience, no matter what someone else might say about it right like oh that was a dream or that was a vision or you heard a voice in your head or this or in your heart or whatever right the 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 thing is you know it's true you just know it yeah so knowing that that no one else can can actually judge um, (laughs) judge because yeah they can judge it but they can't they can't tell you whether it's true or not exactly yeah unless they can have us um or they are willing to recognize it in themselves as well yeah and they know yeah. oh yes you're right and that's yeah. and that's comes through the venue of of what many people would call imagination mm. and and the ego would call fantasy mm. the ego thought system they say it's a fantasy it's impossible it's not real blah blah the um, reality has to be something dreary and unhappy and unpleasant and has to have difficulties and have to has to have triumphs and you have to have some enemies you have to be a hero you have to be this or that right yeah the timeline the the timeline imagination (laughs) says you are everything you would ever want to be you are complete you are whole you are all there is nothing lacking. Yeah, that's the truth. Yes, yeah. and that's why I feel that it was a very good question. Is is truth, is imagination and truth the same thing? Mm. Mm. I'd still say no, <laughs> if you ask me directly, but I also don't feel inspired to go into discussion around words. And um, I, I can see how it is... Uh, way of seeing or a way of using um, 
what the ego made to, yeah, to open up to an experience. Yes, that, that's yeah. good. That's good, yeah. yes. Because the Course says the, the words and everything was, was as created by this projection. This projecting yeah. of separation. And yeah. that spirit can use it all for our good, for returning yeah. home to waking up. So yes, that's how we're going to use it. And that's how we can understand it. <laughs> 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 so truth and imagination on the one hand are could be used to describe two separate things, but since there's nothing separate, we might as well <laughs> accept <laughs> that it's all there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's cool, one yeah. thing that I just don't yeah, the spirit has taught me to use the words and use everything for the highest good. Like he wants, spirit wants to use it through us in the most helpful way. Like everything. Um, so even words, like how to use them, and yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. of A Course in Miracles has shown mm. through our experiences and lives. It's mm -hmm. very, 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 very helpful. And I, I trust that our conversation is also helpful to mm. our siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your um, podcast. Yes. Um, stay on for a moment. Um, Say goodbye to our listeners. So this was the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast with Juanica Oberhuber and Jenny Donner. And I would like to thank you, Jenny, for joining in this podcast and thank sharing, you, sharing your experiences and your life in a very profound way as an example of how Spirit can guide us through the most yeah, what to many would appear controversial, but in reality was a very gentle path for you. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. <laughs> and okay. if anyone wants to stay connected uh, with me, they can find me online too. Um, um, I have a website. I'm on Facebook. So easy to find. Very good. So anyone who wants to connect with Jenny, please search Jenny Donner and you will find her. Yeah, thank you for listening and till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.